Welcome to day three. I can't believe it's day three of this. It's like a marathon for me, but it has been the best. So today's training is leave behind clawing urgency and what happened when I embraced wanting to make more money without making it my primary motivator. So we've talked a little bit about this this week, how your desire to make more money can coexist with your mission in which it doesn't have to take over. It, you don't have to become obsessed with it, right? Because actually that's not what is going to create a sustainable, sustainable business for us. We can have the goal to make more money, right? But ultimately our mission of wanting to change lives has to lead us. So we're going to cover stepping into beliefs of plenty rather than scarcity, how to ditch busy habits and tasks that are sapping up your inner energy. So being busy for the sake of being busy and the difference between wanting to hustle versus needing to hustle, as well as how to master your own internal money message and then recover the energy that you might have lost by hyper-focusing on the 10K months message, okay? Because I'm seeing a lot of that circulating in the online space right now. In fact, I saw it six years ago too, where people were were burned out by the whole make X, X Y, Z this many months. Um, and again, the difference between accepting that desire you have versus becoming obsessed with that in an unhealthy way. So to start off, I'm just going to kick us off with my kind of personal experience with wanting to make more money. So six years ago, you never could have paid me in a million years to pay any coach, any kind of multi four figures for anything. Um, and this is really because I had one foot in my business, one foot out. Like I was still working full-time education. So I had another source of income. So it wasn't really urgent for me. But during postpartum, when I had, you know, severe uh, postpartum anxiety and depression, things really came to a head for me where I said, oh, I actually really want to be able to work less hours and make more money. I'm tired of being capped in the corporate world by what I can make. So I also, though, had this realization of why six years ago I was so opposed to that. And I think I found purpose in that in the sense that I realized that money alone can't keep us motivated. That was really what was at the heart of it is I was tired of seeing people, right, who were giving these money messages, make X, Y, Z, make X, Y, Z. And that was all it's about. It's like there is a reason that we want to make that kind of money, right? We actually, it comes as a result of changing people's lives and giving people an experience. So that's what turns us off, right? Is when we see that money message being presented in a way that is absent from beliefs, that is absent from a mission. So we really have to, right, understand our underlying motives. And as we discussed, I can't remember which day of the training this was, but we discussed the importance of recognizing that we have a desire to make more money. We have to recognize that, right? Um, but there are some misconceptions that can come with that desire. One being that once we hit, right, um, 10K months, 20K months, 30K months, and I've experienced this, that's actually not what is fulfilling, what is fulfilling to us is when we see our client lives changing. So that's why it's so important that we're able to clearly articulate what is the process that I'm taking my clients through and how does that produce a transformation? 
So it's all, it's actually all about our client experience. And so when we create a high ticket offer that can do that, that can transform lives, that's what's exciting. I could literally care less <laughs> if I made 30K months, if I made 5K months, whatever the number it is you're going for. If I'm not helping people's lives change by helping them create financial and time freedom, I don't want to be making money. So I think it's all about understanding in your client process, okay, when something isn't working, when someone isn't getting results, how am I going to shift, right, my programming or how am I going to shift my strategy? How am I going to customize for people inside of my program to make sure that they get those results? So there's also a misconception, right, that if we tie our, oh, okay, once I hit and I've experienced this too. It's like, okay, now I'm going for 500K and really a million in my business. I can have that goal. But what I can't do is tie my value to that and find my identity in that. What I have to say instead is who I am right now is enough. What have I already achieved for myself or for others that's transformational? Because this is also so much more than monetary success. Like we talked about, there are many different kinds of wealth. There are spiritual wealth. There's emotional wealth. There's mental wealth. There's physical wealth. So I've had a lot of clients that have told me, well, actually, Christina, yeah, I made XYZ amount of money. But like the confidence that you've given me, which could be like almost an emotional and a spiritual type of wealth, right, is actually what's been the most transformational for me. So we also have to look at the non-monetary things that we're helping our clients to do. And that's really critical. And see, this is that same thing that's going to motivate people to pay you all high dollar is because of the transformations you provide that are not just in the category of, you know, financial wealth, but that are also in multiple other categories. So those things have to motivate us. So that's where the money message gets icky is when people aren't seeing, right? Like, how this goes beyond the money, how this ties back to somebody's mission. And more than that, I've said that said this since I entered the online space six years ago. I literally don't care how much money somebody makes. I don't care what you've done in your own life if you cannot create these transformations for other people. So oftentimes there's gaps in selling when people talk a lot about their own results, but not enough about their client results as well. So if you're in a situation where you don't have any client results yet, okay, when I was first starting out, I did go through a beta testing round. That was when I had this $350 mastermind, right? So it was very low cost. And I, and I did it to say, okay, how much, you know, can my clients make? And my clients from what I did in that $350 mastermind ended up doing 18K, 20K, whatever it was. So I'm sitting here going, oh, well, I need to be charging more for this, right? So like we mentioned as well, those price increases come as you start to document client results. Now, it's not to say, and I talk with my educators about this a lot. For example, your student results that you got, or for anyone, results that you got working your full-time job can also serve as credible social proof entering into your coaching or consulting business because there are going to be skills that overlap. So using testimonials from people that you've worked with 
right? That are reflecting a similar process you could be doing in your coaching or consulting business. Okay. So leaving behind clawing urgency, let's tap into this a little bit more because what tends to happen when we start to recognize our desire for more money is we start to go, okay, well, I've got to work more. And this comes from the whole nine to five grind, right? There were always laid out responsibilities, always things we could be doing. Time freedom was not necessarily a thing. We were conditioned that way, a lot of us. So in order to do this, there are four different, five, five different things I'm going to cover. So the first is stepping into beliefs of plenty rather than scarcity. So to leave behind that clawing urgency um, and to want to make more money without it being your primary motivator, you've got to start believing that who you are right now is enough, right? What you've already accomplished, what you've already achieved in your life. And you've got to tell yourself, I already have everything I need because that's the truth, right? Who you are right now in this moment is enough. So you start to really tell yourself these things. The way I've seen this show up is taking pressure off myself to not have to make make as much more money, right? It's kind of like this hands open thing because yes, I have my goal of, okay, I want to scale to 500K to a million one day, but also right now, this is awesome. So by celebrating where we are right now, and this was true, even when I had only sold three $350 mastermind spots, I gave those girls my all, I went all in, right? I gave them the best of the best. So it's also how we show up even when we're the only one showing up, which ties into that consistency we spoke of yesterday. We also have to recognize that there's enough for everyone. So sometimes we get into this, oh, well, everybody's starting their coaching business. Everybody's, you know, starting their consulting business. So what, <laughs> right? Like no one is you. No one has been designed. There is no other human on the planet like you. So by saying, right, oh, good for them. Look at their business. That's awesome. Look at the way they're doing things without making it uh, us as individuals feel like, oh, well, I need to do something different or I need to change something, right? That's what creates that unnecessary urgency. And people are really struggling with this in the online space because they're scrolling, scrolling. They're looking at other people in their niche. They're going, well, I don't have that. I'm not that. Exactly. You shouldn't be. And if you try to be that, that often, it's not going to be authentic and, and there's going to be a disconnect, right? People are going to go, well, that doesn't seem like Christina. What I'm, what I read here and what she's doing here doesn't line up. So that's why we can't look to and compare what we're doing to what others are doing, or even look for validation, right? You see a lot of people copying social media posts right now. With like, like I'll read somebody's post and I'm like, hmm, that sounds like this coach from this account, right? Or this sounds like this educator from over here. And it's like, we have to rediscover that creative energy that only comes from within, okay? That stops saying there's enough for everyone and who I am right now is enough. And that leads us into... We have to overcome the fear of competition and comparison. 
So people think be, that because the market is saturated, because there are quote unquote, too many people doing this and starting businesses that shuts them down and keeps them from being consistent. And the truth is there are going to be people that want to come to you that want to hire you and who have been looking for you for years, but because you didn't show up consistently, they didn't find you. So instead of being scared of, well, what if someone's doing something exactly like me? We've got to say, no one's doing this like me, right? And there is such power in recognizing that you as a unique human, no one else has your brain. So let's talk about how do we really tap into that? How do we tap into not competing, not comparing, especially on social media? Well, we have to ditch our busy habits. Sometimes this means not scrolling, right? Sometimes this means just doing our engagement, appreciating something, but not reading the full caption, right? So when I first quit my job, I'm sitting at home twiddling my thumbs and I'm like, wait, there's actually nothing for me to do. My funnel's set up. Now, given this came March, because January to March of 2022, I was getting my high ticket funnel set up. But I realized I just had this thing clawing at me, right? That was telling me to work, 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 do more. When actually I just needed to sit with myself and be and accept that doing more wasn't going to make me worthy, that I was already worthy. So we do this by evaluating the effectiveness and purpose of daily tasks. So the exercise I would recommend for this, spend a whole week time logging where you're spending your time. So this is going to reveal habits where they're unnecessary, things like Maybe you're not really in a space to create, but you're trying to force write, writing. Um, maybe you're just mindlessly scrolling social media, comparing yourself, right? So when you log your time, you're going to recognize some of these things. This is also going also to reveal gaps in your business systems. So one thing I realized is I didn't have clear boundaries around, Maureen, this was before you were in the program, <laughs> clear boundaries around when I was giving client feedback, when I was speaking with clients, when I was coaching them. So I was not able to effectively time block, right? And give myself uninterrupted time to just think, right? And not be interrupted by something else I felt I needed to be doing. So we also have to prioritize activities that bring fulfillment and joy. I see entrepreneurs, right, writing content or creating offers because that's what they think they should be doing. And a lot of the times we do this because what we want to sell isn't selling immediately. So we go, oh, well, let me create another freebie or let me do another free this or let me do another low ticket this. And that ends up sapping up our inner energy. And we release it into things that are not in alignment with what we actually want. We're doing it from a place of deficit. We're doing it from a place of, well, I think if I do this, then I'm going to achieve this instead. 
versus it actually being aligned to a strategy that we know is going to work. So moving into the third thing that comes with ditch, uh, leaving behind this clawing urgency, okay, we have to master our own internal money message and then recover lost energy from where we haven't been able to hone that message. So what I mean by that is we have to realize that by pursuing a specific money goal, that that can be draining, right? It can be draining because that's not our mission, by design as humans, we're not robots, right? Like if we're just thinking about the money goal, our actions can become robotic versus when we're thinking about each other as humans and who we are and the transformations we can create day in and day out, I can wake up for that. That's exciting to me. Talking to my clients, helping them write sales copy. That's exciting, it's like your primary outcome and your secondary outcome, right? Money is a secondary outcome to your primary outcome. If your primary outcome is transforming lives and helping others achieve results in whatever way that they do, then the secondary outcome, you creating financial freedom for yourself is amazing. So the work that I do with funnels is helping people to discover what is that thing that makes me tick? What's my purpose? And that's what unlocks the higher cash months. So when we reflect on like those real motivations behind the desire for financial success, it also brings out, right? Like our compassionate desire to serve others. And that is what is sustainable, we also have to think through, okay, if I make more money, what am I what am I going to be able to do with that? I'm going to be able to set my child up for financial success or I'm going to be able to retire early so that I can, you know, volunteer with more service organizations so that I can give money to more nonprofits. Like there's so many other things beyond making money being a selfish concept. Even things like being able to give gifts to my clients, right? Or take my clients on trips. I mean, we could go on and on about all of the amazing things that money can do for others and how money can help us to serve others in a greater capacity. So those are those, those real motivations, okay? The, the two final ones, so this is the fourth one, okay, that we must do, okay, to leave behind clawing urgency. We have to overcome obstacles in selling our higher priced offers consistently, okay? So once we identify this money desire, right? And above that, we realize, okay, but my greater mission is this and the money is going to flow from this. Then we have to start looking at, okay, so why is my funnel not converting, right? Why is it not selling the higher priced offers? Is it something with my energy, right? Is there something that I'm feeling discontent with or insecure with within myself? Is it my messaging? Is it the way that I am communicating to my leads that's not resonating, right? Or is it that I just have too many offers and misaligned things that I've created that aren't really what I wanna be doing or selling? So this piece around the sales copy, the importance of 
crafting that unique and authentic sales copy that communicates your mission is critical because people are going to want to not only hire you for the results, but they're also going to want to hire you for the beliefs and the values that you both share. They're going to say, oh, wow, so-and-so gets, right? Kishani gets where I've been before and she understands how to get me to this next place. So writing our sales copy is, it should be personal, <laughs> right? Especially in our daily social media content. I often do this, you know, when I share behind the scenes with Hartley or even today, the reel I did on Coach Tina. I mean, I'm sitting on my couch doing my Valentine's Day stick on nails and writing notes in my journal. And I'm just thinking to myself, dang, I never would have, you know, two years ago thought that this ever would have been possible for me. So when we're willing to showcase our personal lives, we also show people, hey, I get what you want, but I also understand where you've been. So this also, all of this together allows us to shift our focus towards solving our ideal client's unique problem in our own way, rather than imitating the way that others are trying to solve it. I think for Maureen and I as educators, this is in particularly hard um, because, and she sees her teacher struggle with this, that she coaches. Everything that's been given to us is scripted. It's all laid out. It's all, hey, here's how you should do this. Think about the business world. It's the same way. Everybody's like, hey, here's how you should do this. Hey, here's how to sell. Here's how to sell. That's actually focusing on, hey, here's how to sell is actually not how you're going to sell, <laughs> right? Like. How you're going to successfully sell is by showing up in a in your own personal, unique energy every day. So let's finally, as a wrap up to this, differentiate between wanting to hustle and needing to hustle. I mentioned that would kind of be the last thing we covered with leaving behind this clawing urgency. Okay, so when I embraced that I wanted to make more money without making it my primary motivator, I've walked you all how I did that, right? How to master your money message, ditching these busy habits, stepping into your beliefs of plenty rather than scarcity. We finally have to have the self-reflective abilities to understand when we actually need the hustle versus when we want to hustle, okay? Perfect example. I needed to hustle when I quit my assistant principal job. <laughs> I had to make money. So I think there's also, right, a difference between there was, some, there was some urgency to me needing to make money. My husband and I did not have a fluffy savings account when I quit. I had to make money. But recognizing, okay, you know what? I've done, I, I spent three months building this funnel. I've done everything I know will work. So now I'm just going to let it work. So I no longer needed to hustle. I needed to hustle to build the funnel. I needed to get it done. After it was done, I found myself wanting to hustle. And that was unnecessary <laughs> because I knew what I had put in place would work. It was a matter of giving it time to work. The glorification of the hustle in entrepreneurship to me, largely sources from how our work system has conditioned us. No matter, 
no matter the industry, right? It's told us do more, do more, do more, and you'll get recognition. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, uh, the digital world right now is flipping that on its head <laughs> because people are out here making millions, working hardly any hours a day. So corporations, companies, whoever it is, have told us this to get us to stay around and, and do all the things. And look, again, no disrespect to people that want that lifestyle and want to do that. There was a time in my life, I was 22 years old, fresh out of college. I loved waking up at 3.30 a.m. to get my day ready for school. And I loved getting home at 7.30 p.m. I loved it. I really did. I ate it up. <laughs> And then there came a time where I said, you know what? That's no longer for me. And I cannot hustle like that anymore. I don't want to hustle like that anymore. So life brings us different seasons of that. But the important part is that you recognize when you're wanting to hustle versus needing to hustle, right? Because the unnecessary, that clawing urgency of wanting to hustle is not necessary. And my husband kept telling me, he's like, Christina, you literally what you're doing is working. Like why, why are you so desperate to figure out the next new thing? And it was true. It was true, but that was because of how I'd been conditioned. So we have to acknowledge our personal priorities, right? In our stage of life. Okay. We have to seek a work-life integration. One of my former school coaches, actually, she was a principal. She introduced me to this concept to me that it's not about a work-life balance. It's about your work-life integration. <laughs> Realizing that who you are at work, who you are as a business owner, does not have to be separate from who you are when you're working, right? So instead of having individual goals for personal life and work life, individual values for personal life and work life, they are one and the same. And I have personally found so much power in recognizing how my work goals are actually very intertwined and one and the same with my personal goals, right? If I want to be a present mother, that means I need a business structure that allows me to work primarily only when Hartley is at school on Mondays and Wednesdays. If I want to set her up for financial freedom by the time she goes to college, I need a business model that allows me to do that gradually over time. So I think too, there are goals, right? That we have financial goals also sourced from what we want for our family or friends, what we want to be able to give back. And there should be no shame in that. So this all brings the, the my main point with this differentiation is recognizing the possibility of building a successful business with limited hours. Working for the sake of working drains your energy. Working with a purpose and only with what you need to do, the essentials is life-giving. So there are a lot of people, and we probably can all think of people like this in the entrepreneurial space that are just spinning their wheels every day, right? Constantly on social media, constantly trying to write up something new, doing so many things manually. And that's actually not what's making them profitable. So by doing that time analysis, you can actually look at, right, the, the weekly time audit. You can look at what's actually making me profitable or what's actually firing me up. And then everything else just needs to be cut. 
or you're going to hit a financial goal so that you can hire somebody to do those things that aren't bringing you joy. So let's wrap this all up. So embracing the desire for more money, okay, without making it our primary motivator requires a shift in mindset towards abundance, a conscious evaluation of our daily activities and mastering the, uh, our underlying intentions behind financial goals. And then by overcoming these internal obstacles that we have in selling higher ticket items consistently and transforming our limited beliefs into like who we actually are, like recognizing that we are enough right now, then we can find that balance. We no longer have to work for the sake of working. Okay, so ultimately embracing those desires, which ties back to yesterday, okay, allows for the possibility of, of achieving that financial and time freedom without being all consumed by it. So that concludes the training. Thank you so much for listening.